0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Superflex Super Show proudly brings to you, that's John Big Irish McLennan.
1: Happy day for a podcast, everyone. Welcome aboard.
0: It sure is. I'm James the Brain, and we are the Superflex Super Show. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you Start Sits. Doing our Start Sits episode. Part two. Here I am with John McClane. John, before we get going, I do want to um take a quick second and throw it over to John and Ethan. Uh John Hogue and uh and Ethan Turner for the injuries. So let's go ahead and let them come on in here and uh and tell us a little bit about the injuries here. John Hogue as Superflex Dude
2: here, back once again with Dr. Ethan Turner. At E Turner FF, underscore PT on Twitter. Make sure you're following him to keep up with all the injury news and notes throughout the NFL weekend. And for part two here for our, of our start sit episode, Ethan, we really don't have anything new to get into, but we definitely want to check in on a few guys who have who have been missing some time and uh, see what their outlook looks like. And we've got to start with a quarterback, this being a quarterback-centric podcast. So we're going to start with Nick Foles uh, coming off of IR and already heard that once he's back, he's going to take the place of Gardner Minshew uh, and resume the starting job. So is that this week, is that week 11 that we're going to see that?
3: Yeah, it is. Um, It looks like they've activated him. Uh, They are expecting him to he obviously had a, a collarbone fracture earlier in the year. I think he only played half of a game. So uh, went on IR. Uh, this is the time of the year when you're getting some of these IR guys back. So if you're in a league where maybe they were dropped, might want to check out, um, see if you can't pick them up for free. Um, but it looks like Foles is going to play, which obviously is a shame for for people that were big fans of Gardner Mishu. Um, I thought there would have been more, uh, I guess, I was hoping there would be more of a debate between the two, but honestly, um, as much as Minshew Mania was really taking over uh, and running wild, I'll go back to my my wrestling roots when I was younger. There, uh, <laughs> Minshew Mania was running running wild there for a few weeks. He kind of he lost some steam there towards the end. Foles is getting paid a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, it's not super unsurprised. It's not super surprising that they uh, chose to go back to Foles now that he's returned. The nice thing is, though, is that Foles likes to let her loose every now and again, so this is good for your D.D. Westbrook's, your your, uh, your D.J. Sharks of the world. You know those guys might have a chance to get down the field a little bit more with Foles. So uh, from a fantasy perspective, um, it's probably a lateral move from Minshew to, to Foles, but uh, f- for the 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 assets around him, I think it could be a little bit of a bump. So overall, uh, probably a good thing that Foles is coming back.
2: So what you gonna do, brother? Speaking of D.D. Westbrook, uh you mentioned him very briefly. He he seemed like the top target, the preferred target for Nick Foles, uh, but he's been dealing with an injury the last couple weeks. Uh is he gonna play? Is he gonna be available for Foles?
3: It looks that he like he will be. Um, he's been dealing with a shoulder slash neck injury. We talked about it a little bit more last week, but um, it, he is set to return this week as well. Um, again, I think this is more of just a maintenance day, a week off for him. I think he was a little banged up. Uh, now he's got some time to rest and I think Westbrook should be back, uh, at least somewhat fantasy relevant.
2: So Will Fuller has been on the, uh, the periphery of a lot of people's fantasy players minds for quite a while now. Uh, are we going to get him back anytime soon?
3: Yeah, Fuller's dealing with a pretty significant hamstring strain. Uh, he did return to practice on Monday. Um, I think the team's going to be a little bit cautious with him. I don't expect him to play on this Sunday, but it looks like maybe next week uh, we could see Fuller return.
2: Nice. Jacoby Brissett, uh, he, uh, I believe he missed last week, um, went out the week before with a knee injury. Um, it, it sounded like he was close to playing last week Are we going to get him back this week?
3: It looks that way He's dealing with an MCL sprain uh, He is set to return after getting that week off to recover uh, He's been practicing in full So uh, it looks like all, all, um, all steam ahead for uh, Jacoby Looks like he'll be ready to go
2: Nice All he needs is his top wide receiver T.Y. Hilton Who's missed the last couple games as well we yeah, eye- get, yeah, uh, <laughs> he's not
3: gonna get it. I get it. TY is dealing with a calf strain, uh, he's still not practicing. I, I'm not expecting him to return this week. They mentioned it would be uh, two to four weeks, so um, I think we're, we're just sitting on two weeks at this point, so uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be ready to go.
2: And finally, AJ Green, who has been uh, one of the hardest to. To wait on all season, are we finally, finally going to get the debut of AJ
3: Green? I don't know for sure. The team has come out and said that he's been day to day now with this ankle. Uh, they're still trying to feel out if he can go or not. It doesn't look like he's going to play. He still hasn't returned to a full practice yet. So I just I wouldn't expect him to come back. Uh, Green, Herndon. This is kind of the episode of the man we we really need to th- consider thinking about uh, why, why drafting players that are either injured or expected to, guaranteed to miss games because it almost never seems to work out for those types of guys.
2: That entire season can slip away from a guy pretty quickly and pretty easily. So, uh, yeah, definitely something to to add to our process going forward next week. But that's going to do it for the injury report for this week. So thank you to Doctor Doctor Ethan Turner, and uh, again at eTurnerFF underscore PT. Uh, make sure you're following him on Twitter and uh, and turn on those notifications as well, so you're getting alerts from him every time uh, he tweets out about these players, uh, so that you can get those last minute start sits and uh, the last minute injury news, um, the actives and inactives. And uh, we'll be back next week with more of those. But in the meantime, like I said, make sure you're following him at E
0: Turner, FF underscore PT. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. And before we get going, I do want to let our listeners know, John, about the Dynasty Game Night. Look, we all play fantasy football for fun. Informational podcasts are awesome, but sometimes you just want to listen to something fun. Well, the Dynasty Game Night podcast is all about having fun and playing fantasy football related games with friends, and with the community. You can find that uh, on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes. You can also go to the DLF family of podcasts on DynastyWeekFootball.com and subscribe there to that great podcast and others just like it that are also fantastic. So, all right, John, let's, let's not waste any more time. You have the first game, Jacksonville Jaguars, Indianapolis Colts, that is your game. This one could be fun, John. Who are your green whites? Who's your yellow whites? Who's your red whites?
1: Green lights for the Jaguars. Leonard Fournette, uh, he should get a lot of work this game. He's the guy's coming around, catching the ball. He's making things happen. He's he's uh, getting some yardage after even after contact. Uh, he, everything's just going right for Leonard Fournette right now. He's working on uh, full motion. DJ Chark, uh, another guy. He just seems to be, um, you know, he's him and Nick Foles are gonna probably have something special here. Chark is something special. Uh, if his first year wasn't so well, he's second year, bam. Here we go. DD Chark's turning to receiver. We thought he could be, so he's my uh, green my green light for the Jaguars. My two of them for the Colts. Marlon Mack. I think he's gonna get, he's gonna be the workhorse in this game. So I think he'll get all the touches. He'll get all the everything the running back wise. Uh, yellow lights for the Jaguars. Nick Foles, DD Westbrook, Chris Conley. All them guys are you know probably somewhere in the teens for your uh, you know PPR scoring. Nick Foles. We'll see what happens. The Colts have a decent you know pretty decent defense. A couple injuries, but. Uh, I think he should be okay for the Colts. Jacoby Brissett, Zach Pascal, uh, Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle, Chester Rogers. Those guys, you know, I'm not, first of all, I'm not even sure if Brissett's going to be 100% yet. So uh, that, that's, he's even though he's been doing pretty well this year, I think he's a yellow light for that reason. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to play, but uh, who knows his, his, his uh, stats, how his stats are going to be with a, a little bit of soreness still. Uh, the other guys, they're all hit or miss. So we'll, you know, we'll see, you can't trust anyone to be green lights. They're all kind of just bunching the yellow light situation, red lights. Like I said before, uh, Marlon Mack will probably be the workhorse in this game. So Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins, don't expect too much on those guys. Marcus Johnson, probably not anything special for the Jaguars, Josh Oliver, Seth DeVale, Keelan Cole. You really can't trust any of those guys either. So uh, those are my green, yellow, red lights for this game. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I think all those are, are right in line to where I would have them. So I, I agree with all that. I do think Brissett is, you know, he could be in line for a very nice game. Like you said, you know, he's coming back from some, some health issues his first game back after missing a game. Zach Pascal is another guy who's very hit or miss with T.Y. Hilton out. He looks to be a guy who's going to get targeted heavily, which is nice. But what he does with those targets is going to be interesting. And one at net, like you said, yeah, he's been getting it going, man. But, boy, he and uh, – he and his uh, his ex teammate over there uh, now on the Jets, I believe uh, they they played in LSU together. Uh, Jamal Adams, th- those guys have uh, been going at it on Twitter. It's been very entertaining yeah. watching those guys. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so that's been one of the highlights of my week. I, I, I've got the next game here, John. The Buffalo Bills are going to the Miami Dolphins. Go Dolphins! The Dolphins have taken taken on the Dolphins. Look, as a Browns fan, I know how I, I we have the key on how to beat the Bills. So. Um, so, so listen closely, okay? Dolphins. Uh, no, my green light here is Josh Allen and Devin Singletary. Look, I, Josh Allen, um, you know, he he is really good at getting you points with your legs. And the way you beat the Miami Dolphins uh, lately has been on the ground. So I do think that uh, Josh Allen can can have success in this game through the air and on the ground. I think he's going to have a nice game. Devin Singletary has been taking carries away from Frank Gore. He looks to be trending in the direction of a bell cow back i like that i like this matchup against miami um i think he is a green light so i've only got two green lights this game my yellow lights are pretty much everyone else uh, ryan fitzpatrick to me is a yellow light uh, buffalo has been pretty good against the pass this year really the way to beat them is against the run um which brings me to K1 Balage. He's a yellow-white only because he's going against a team that, you know, you can run against, and he gets a heavy workload. I'm, I'm not sure why. Um, he's not really doing much with it, but he does get a heavy workload. Uh, last last week saw 20 carries. I could see that being the case again this week just because this run defense is bad. If you're going to stay in this game and you're the Miami Dolphins, you're going to have to run the ball uh, successfully. Mike Gusecki is another guy. He's a yellow-white for me. Um, the Bills are okay against tight ends. Um, but I, I think Mike Gusecki is, uh, is emerging as a guy who Ryan Fitzpatrick can, can sort of trust. There's not a lot of guys in this passing attack that, uh, I think he feels very comfortable with right now. I like Gusecki. I think this is a guy who, if he could break out these next few games or at least trend, trend upward, these next few games, um, he'll be a guy to keep an eye on going into year three as uh tight ends traditionally break out that year. Um, so those guys uh, for the Dolphins are my yellow lights. For the Bills, I like John Brown. Um, he's just he, he's he's been good, but I mean, man, if he doesn't connect on that deep ball, um, his day is kind of made or made or broke with with those deep passes. So um, he's got to connect on one of those. I think he has a pretty decent chance of it, but he's just not consistent. So enough for me to be a green light. Um, didn't really do much against Cleveland last week. Cole Beasley is another guy who seems to find the uh, the end zone. Rather frequently, he's targeted in the red zone a lot, um, but you know he's hit or miss, he's boom or bust with that touchdown potential. Uh, Dawson Knox is another guy who I like, but Miami is actually pretty decent against tight ends. Um, but I do think Dawson Knox is a guy who could find some relevance in the passing game in this one. Um, so those are my yellow, my whites, my red lights. Devontae Parker, I, I really feel like, um, I really feel like. Uh, Trey White is going to be on Devontae Parker. I think he's probably going to shadow him, which means it's going to be, I, I don't know that Miami's even really going to want to target Devontae Parker very much in this one. Another red white for me is Alan Hearns. I just don't think he's talented enough to be consistent week in and week out. I just wouldn't want to rely on him. So, John, what do you think um, I totally off base here, uh, evaluating your Dolphins in this one.
1: No, I think they're going to have to use Kalen Bellage in this game just because they have to out of necessity. You got a running one running back on suspension. You got Miles Gaskin, Patrick Laird. I, they don't have much. I, even though Bellage is probably not the best running back in the roster right now, I think Gaskin might emerge as the running back uh, to own in this backfield. But um, and I know it really kind of stinks because the Mike Geseki showed a couple flashes for a couple weeks, like yeah, he starting to get five targets, sixty yards, five targets, seventy-two yards, whatever it was, and then all of a sudden he went back in the dumpster again. Um, you know, but it's okay. I mean, I don't mind a couple flashes here and there out of a young tight end who's starting to get the offense. You know, it's it's good for the future. Like you said, year three breakout. You Maybe it might take year four, year five for some of these guys, but at least we know what he's got. We we know that he's a, uh, you know, a spark score freak, and we know that he can do a lot of anything on the field. Uh, but I do like that there is flashes, you know, and that makes me happy. Dawson Knox, uh, he, it seems like he's a year behind Giseki, another guy that we're expecting big things from, but not really panning out. Uh, John Brown, I just, yeah, exactly. That's, he is, he's a typical the flex two, you know, a, a guy you have, you can always put in your second flex spot or maybe even wide, re- wide receiver three at the very, you know, at the very best. He's going to get you, you know, 12 points, 13 points, but he's never going to be that guy you really need. He'll never move up your roster as your wide receiver two, wide receiver one. I don't think he'll ever be that guy in anybody's roster. You might get lucky for every once in a while, get a boom bust week out of him, but that's it. So, um, uh, that's, I don't know, that's, yeah, everything else is perfect on this one.
0: Yeah, John, I, I agree with you there as far as John Brown goes too. But uh, let's let's move on because you have a really interesting game. might be the game of the week, honestly. And that's the Houston Texans going to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. I know I'm looking forward to this one. I think this is going to be a test for both these teams. So, John, tell me, who's who's the guys that we're starting? Who are the yellow whites that we're proceeding with caution on? And who are the red whites that we're just not going to start in this one?
1: The green lights, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. This is gonna be when you get two awesome quarterbacks who are the top through game playing against each other. I mean, you can't they're not game managers, they're game they're they're just players. It's awesome to watch these two play. That they're they they're they're quarterbacks. They're athletes. They're running backs. They're every position on the field. I mean, if they could catch the ball, if they could throw the ball to themselves and catch the ball, that would be the only thing that would be better than than these two guys. Deshaun Watson's not getting sacked as much as he used to. He's actually becoming the quarterback that he that he's that he should be without having to run around scared for his life in the backfield. Um, I, I I love this quarterback matchup this week. I, it, it's grab your popcorn. This is a best match of the year, probably DeAndre Hopkins. I expect big things from, him, but, uh, you know, also Kenny Stills is back. So, um, we'll, uh, Kenny Stills might cut in a little bit. We'll see what, uh, what happens with that. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm just, uh, as much as I have just, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is my green light. I like him, but I'm, Man, he's kind of borderline green and yellow for me, but I'm gonna. He's my green light just because of his ability and and the, the situation here and the, the defensive matchup, even though it is tough. DeAndre Hopkins is almost matchup proof. Yellow lights Kenny Stills for the Texans, Kenny Stills, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, Darren Fells. All these guys, uh, you know, you can't start them with confidence, but the, you know, they're not. All these guys have had pretty decent games, but they just keep. The, it's a teeter totter every week. You know, every couple weeks somebody has a decent game. Maybe Duke Johnson might be the exception, where he's only had one decent game all season. But um, that's a, for the Ravens: Mark Ingram, Nick Boyle. I move Nick Boyle is kind of a y'all light because he just he just seems to. I think he is the guy who is. Looking like a decent tight end matchup, you know, a decent tight end to throw in your lineup. Um, it's very hard to pick tight ends, but and it, they're kind of like if you catch touchdown, he's your favorite guy in the world. If not, it's always, you know, one or two catches for 15, 20 yards. But Mick Boyle just seems to have a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going for him right now. Um, Red Lights, Jordan Akins, DeAndre Carter, Kiki QT for the Texans, Ravens, uh, Willie Sneed, Hayden Hurst. Uh, Miles Boykin Gus Edwards uh this is a great matchup for quarterbacks and uh, you know maybe a couple guys but uh you know it's this is a good uh, uh Ravens got a good defense uh Texans aren't aren't you know they're bad paper wise is stat wise but they they they're still decent as a uh, you know at, at, at uh you know a lot of a lot of they're decent at a lot of things they're supposed to be doing on on, on defense they just give up a lot of yards and uh, some points but they are, without a couple of their key spots right now, they're they are kind of beat up. But they do have, they, they, they pose a great matchup. They just, they're not good on paper. <laughs> but uh, anyway, those are mine. It's, I don't mean to ramble anymore on that.
0: No, that was really good. I, I think a lot of those I agree with. But let me ask you this. Uh, a guy who I'm contemplating starting in a league that, uh, that I need, I need uh, a tight end in. Um, is Mark Andrews and I didn't see him on here. I know you listed Nick Boyle, but what, what about Mark Andrews? Where would you put him? Is he a yellow light for you in this matchup or what, what do we think with Mark Andrews?
1: Uh, you know what? I, yeah, yeah I forgot Mark Andrews on here, but I was thinking about him earlier, but, uh, I, I do, he's just, I love Mark Andrews as, as the player. I, I mean, I love, he's awesome. He had some foot issues earlier in, in the season, but, uh, I, um, I just, I, I think he's he's probably going to get, you know, his, you know, he's anywhere from like three to five to seven catches a week. He's doing, he's doing pretty good. Uh, I I'd probably, he'd probably be yellow light also in this matchup. He wouldn't be a uh, green light. I, I was, I think that's what I was, I was considering like where to put him. And I forgot to add him in here, but I do like Mark Angel. A lot. Thanks for bringing him up. But, uh, I don't think he's what everybody had him. Um, you know, sought out to be early in the season. I think he, he, you're going to see a guy like him probably probably get maybe four catches for 40 40 yards or something like that. This game, I'm not really sure that, that he's going to be, uh, you know, he settled down into his regular position. I think.
0: Yeah, I think early in the year he was uh, he was really looking like he was going to be a top top five tight end, and then he kind of slowed down uh, on his production last week with two touchdown catches. He really helped out. Uh, yeah, he start. Yeah, so watch now. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to with him to kind of see how, where his trajectory takes him over these last few weeks. Um, but no, I, I agree with everything you said there, John. I'm going to go ahead and go to the next game, and I've got a real barn burner. The Cincinnati Bengals, whenever they're involved in a game, is always fun. Um, they're, they're going to Oakland to take on the Raiders in this one. Um, I'm going to make this one real quick. My green lights, Derek Carr, um, the Bengals' defense is terrible. Their pass defense is awful. Derek Carr has been much better. Um, as of late, I, I you know, this team as of right now would be a playoff team if the season ended. That's how good Oakland has been. And Derek Carr has been a big reason why. Um, I think this is a nice matchup for him. It's a nice matchup for Tyrell Williams. He's the number one wide receiver there. He gets a lot of looks, especially in the red zone. Darren Waller's is another guy. His numbers have kind of sloped down a little bit lately here. But I expect him to have a nice game too. I think this is a nice Get right game against a Cincinnati team uh, that's uh, going on the road to take on the Raiders. Uh, Josh Jacobs is yeah, has been very good. Um, I think the Raiders get up early in this game and probably can't afford to run the ball a little bit. And I think Jacobs is that kind of guy who can wear down a defense and wait in the game, take advantage of a tired defensive front. So uh, I really like those guys. Those guys are green lights for the Oakland Raiders for me. The only green light for me for the Bengals is Tyler Eifert. Yuck. I'm not a huge Tyler Eifert fan. Yeah, I don't like Tyler Eifert. And I, I don't think that this is going. I This might be the only time all year I'd have him as a green light. But the Raiders are terrible against tight ends. And I mean terrible. Um, so Tyler Eifert's the one guy in that Bengals offense that if I said, hey, you know what, who's going to score a touchdown, that would be the guy I would bet on is Tyler Eifert. So I'd put him as a green light. My yellow lights, Ryan Finley. Look, this uh, Oakland defense has given up a lot of points, especially yards to quarterbacks. Not so much scores, but a lot of yards and that adds up to fantasy points. Joe Mixon's a yellow light for me. He's starting to come on here and there. It really depends on the blocking up front, but you know, he, he's had some spotty success. I, I still think he's a very talented back, so um, it wouldn't shock me if he had a good game, but it also wouldn't shock me if he put up a, a stinker. So I'm using him as a yellow light, kind of proceed with caution with him. Tyler Boyd's another guy. Look, he is supposed to be the number one wide receiver in this offense. I think eventually, um, over the course of these next few games, Finley's going to get more and more used to using him. um I do think Cincinnati's going to have to throw the ball a lot, probably being behind in this one. And so I think Tyler Boyd can get some garbage time stats to make him a yellow light. Hunter Renfro, this is a guy who has been very, very good lately. Um, the Bengals have been giving up uh, some points to slot receivers. Uh, so I think Hunter Renfro can have a nice game. I just think he takes a step back to Williams and Waller in this one and Jacobs as well. So I'd limit my, uh my uh, expectations with him. I read white's Houghton Tate. Um, I really like on Tate. He's a guy who I've, I've liked ever since he got taken out of Florida state. Um, but, I don't know that Ryan is going to make it a, a, a habit to get him the ball. I think this Tyler Eifert's going to have some uh, some touches. I think Tyler, uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, Boyd is going to have uh, see a, t- a high target share, so I think Tate might be the guy, uh, the odd guy out in this one. I wouldn't expect a lot from him. Jalen Richard's a guy, he had four receptions last game and led the uh, the Raiders in receiving. Um, I I don't think that happens again. I, if, if you're looking at him and going, you know what, that might not be a bad flex play in a PPR format. I don't know that that's the case. So, um, John, do you have anything to add on this one?
1: That was awfully weird. Rashard came in late in the game last week and kept, uh, you know, getting a couple catches and getting a couple touches. I was like, "What the? Why isn't Jay- Why isn't Jacobs in there? Why isn't Jacobs in there?" I couldn't believe that Richard got so much touches. But uh, you know, speaking of someone else who got a lot of touches, Joe Mixon had 30 carries last week. I mean, that is, that can't happen every week. Joe Mixon's not built like that, so uh, I wouldn't expect. You know, I'm glad you have his EL light because I'm not sure if he gets. 18 or 20 touches like a uh, a normal work work back, uh, you know he might not have the 100 yard game that he's that you that he got last week. Um, so uh, that's a good yell like Joe Mixon. But the rest of these I agree with 100%. It's a nice evaluation.
0: Yeah, um, thank you. Well, Joe Joe Mixon also I think Geo got hurt in that game, didn't he? And so I think I think that kind of kind of you know really forced their uh, hand force yeah for, force mixing into into some more action i don't i i agree with you i don't think that's going to be the case moving forward um but i mean it was just a perfect storm a, a quarterback in his first nfl start the backup running back gets hurt i mean you're the you're the bell cow running back you're going to get those those carries so i don't think that'll happen moving forward no you're right but um john you have a really another good game um, and, and again, I don't know if it's going to be good for fantasy purposes, but it sounds like a good game on paper to, to actually watch. And that is the New England Patriots going to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles in a Super Bowl rematch from a couple years back. Uh, tell me, what uh, wh- who are we using in this game and who are we staying away from?
1: Well, I, some people might want to watch it, but I'm not a Patriots fan at all, so I don't want to – I'll watch this game. Hopefully the Eagles win, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. <laughs> but, uh yeah, fly eagles Brady, fly Brady,
0: Brady, all right, go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, he's on my green lights. You can't ever uh, not have Tom Brady in the green light. He's just, uh, he's a goat for a reason. Even though Dan Marino's a real goat, Tom Brady's, a, I guess, uh, goat number two. But uh, Tom Brady, no, Jimmy no, Edelman. No, you, don't, no <laughs> you, don't, you can't just
0: gloss over that. No, 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 no. You don't get away with that here. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, go, you got a couple go more reasons,
1: Marino, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, James White, Mohamed Sanu. Uh, Sanu's new to the scene, but the guy just knows the offense. He, he's caught on. Uh, to, have, to expect somebody to walk into the Patriots offense, which everybody's had a problem coming into, for him to walk into this offense, know the system, and catch on right away. It's a, it's unbelievable. So was a special player. I mean, he he kind of got buried a little bit in uh, Atlanta, but uh, the man that was what a transition for him to come on. this is it was a godsend for him to take over in New England when they when they lost uh, um, Josh Gordon. Yeah, um, no, Eagles, I, I
0: agree with you. He is he's such a selfless player. Um, he he, yes. he you know, he's not into it yet. This guy blocks. Uh, he, you know, he doesn't ask for the ball. He's happy to block. Happy to do whatever he can to help a team win. That was evident in Atlanta, man. What a perfect fit over New England uh, to add on. Um, Absolutely. John, sorry, but yeah, no. Uh, go go ahead.
1: No, perfect. Uh, Eagles. I don't have any red lights. Uh, I don't have any green lights. I mean, uh, the Patriots have an outstanding defense. Uh, they're going to be. Uh, <laughs> they they have a they have a great defensive front they have great linebackers they have great secondary and they know how to mesh as a team and just kind of make the entire defense you know, like a, like a, it's a swiss watch it's everything works together in in, in a great in 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 some kind of crazy fashion where nobody can seem to penetrate the, the patriots defense so i don't think they're going to be scoring the same amount of points that they have been in for your fantasy teams uh last um the first half of the season so if i was a patriots defense owner I'd be looking to trade them pretty soon if I was. Uh, they got a pretty rough schedule coming up later in the year, but not rough, but rougher than what they've had. Um, but I don't have any uh, for that matter. I don't have any green lights for the Eagles line at all. My yellow lights for the Patriots: Philip Dorsett, Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead. When Rex Burkhead's, when Rex Burkhead's healthy, everybody just kind of their time. Everybody gets a little bit piece of the pie instead of like a half the pie or you know a third of the pie. When Rex when, when Rex Burkhead's happy, everybody gets uh, in an eighth of the pie or you know it's about. Small, small chunks. So don't expect anything crazy from Tony Michelle or you know, he's not gonna have the opportunities that he has with uh to take over some Rex Brickheads uh, uh, you know absent carries. So Eagles, Carson Wentz, Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar, I wanted to move down, but just for opportunity reasons alone, I had to keep him in the in the yellow light. Um, but, uh, Carson Wentz, I, I think he's going to have to throw the ball. It's a lot of dump offs to Miles Sanders probably. And, um, we're probably not going to see, uh, Jordan Howard this week is what it sounds like. They signed Jay Ajayi, So Sanders, uh, I'm not sure Ajayi is going to play. He's not even on my list this week, but I think Sanders is going to get the workload this week. That, But against the Patriots, I can't even, he's got to stay yellow light because he, he's not even with that workload. I don't think he can make the green light status, you know, against the Patriots defense. Zach Ertz, I think they're going to cover him like a blanket. That's going to open some targets for Dallas Goddard. But again, it's 50-50 for the tight ends. So no, you're not going to have one special tight end to throw to, to you know, to uh, to count on for your fantasy lineup. So be careful. I mean, I'd almost take Goddard over Ertz in this matchup. Uh, Aguilar, uh, nothing special. You know, uh, he's, uh, he's he's been a fan favorite of mine for the last couple of years, but he just seems to be playing. He's trying to play himself out of his league, and it's it's kind of working. But he's got another shot at uh, some decent yardage this week. So. Um, uh, for the page for the red lights, Patriots, Ben Watson, Mac Hollins, Boston Scott, none, you don't, none of those guys are really fantasy viable. And again, for the Eagles, red light, Jordan Howard, he's got that shoulder stinger. I don't think he's going to play this week. I think they're going to have JJ probably suited up on the sidelines, but I don't think he's going to, I, he's definitely a red light. I don't think he'll, even though he knows the offense, I don't think he's going to see much time at all. I think it's going to be the Miles Sanders show. Uh, jaws, JJ, Sega, whiteside I love the guy. He's not ready yet but he might get a catch or two, you know, just, but nothing, don't expect anything. Jordan Matthews, same thing. Um, Don't expect anything out of him, but he'll be on the field, but I wouldn't play him if I, if you had him in your team, just uh, look for other options. I know it's a tight week with a lot of, a couple buys, but you got to do, but you can do better than those guys.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Like you stated, you know, the one thing Bill Belichick does really well is he takes away what a team wants to do. He takes away one player, you know, he's really good at taking away your superstar player or what's working and what was working for the Eagles was Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. Well, with Jordan Howard missing the game, I, I fully expect Bill Belichick is going to take Miles Sanders out of this game uh, one way or another uh, in the running game and in the passing game. So uh, make them beat, you know, make the Eagles beat uh, New England in any other way. Um, so I like that. I, I don't know that there is a, um, a green light. The Eagles offense has been really up and down. The one thing that has worked again has been the running game with uh, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders' explosiveness in both the running and passing game. Um, I just don't think that uh, Bill Belichick's going to allow Miles Sanders to have that much success. So um, I, I like it. I think it was a good breakdown. Uh, but the I, I the only
1: the only savior on this offense for Aguilar um, it, is that Alshon Jeffrey's already been ruled out for this game, so he may have a little bit more opportunity, or they might try to run a little bit more without the, the passing opportunities, but Um, that's, uh, that's the only reason that Aguilar is in the yellow light for me.
0: Yeah, man, I, I, um, I totally agree with that. So I, I've got the last game here, John, I'm going to cover this. This is the Kansas city chiefs going to, uh, LA to take on the LA chargers. This one should be fun. My green lights, look, it starts and ends with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know that there's a matchup. Later on in the year, Patrick Mahomes plays the Chicago Bears. And I, I don't know that I could not have him as a green light there. I I, I he's gonna be to yeah. me is matchup proof. He's he's a green light every week. And guess who else is? Tyree Hill. Tyree Hill's a green light for me too. Um Mahomes and Hill have just been just been on a tear fantasy-wise. Um so they, they're always always there. Travis Kelsey's right up there, you know. He's he's close to, to matchup proof too. Um, you know, I know Kelsey has struggled sometimes. He hasn't always found the end zone. Um, he struggled with touchdowns and, and that sort of thing. But I mean, I, can you ever see yourself benching Travis Kelsey for another no. option? Unless you somehow have Kittle too, or something like that. I mean, I couldn't see it. So uh, reasonably those guys are green lights for me every week. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are both green lights for me this week. The chiefs are really good against the pass, especially wide receivers, but boy, do they struggle against running backs both in the running and pass-catching game, too. So Melvin Gordon can have have a really good game on the ground here. Um, he's starting to come into his own. He's seeing some touchdowns, too, which is helping his fantasy stock. Austin Eckler, I still think, can be a very viable fantasy option this week out of the backfield catching the ball. The Chiefs do not do a good job in limiting pass-catching back. So uh, all those guys are my green lights this week for me. Um, yellow lights, uh, Phillip Rivers, hey, look, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs, have been really, really, uh, pretty good against the pass, but they're about middle of the road against quarterbacks and tight ends. So Hunter Henry is also a guy I will have as a yellow light. Um, this is a guy who who, uh, uh, who has really been good against wide receivers. Um, they're, they're a little they, they went up a little, a little bit more. To tight ends, to opposing tight ends. So I think Hunter Henry uh, might get targeted just as heavily, if not even more heavily, in this one. Um, And Keenan Allen's going to be uh, a yellow light for me for the Chargers as well. Well, Keenan Allen, we know the talent is there. It hasn't uh, portrayed on the field a a lot. Um, It's been really hit or miss for Keenan Allen. He started out really good and he's struggled a little bit since. But I think we all know Keenan Allen's good. It's just a matter of, you know, this offense the injuries they sustained, and just you know, trying to find some level of consistency. Um, I think Keenan Allen's going to be a go-to guy, especially if this is a shootout. Kansas City scores a bunch of points. I mean, they normally do, especially when Mahomes is healthy. I think that that means the Chargers, one way or another, are going to have to throw the ball, which means volume. Uh, I think Keenan Allen's going to see a decent amount of that volume. So he'll be a yellow light for me. Also Damian Williams for the chiefs. He has really kind of run away with that starting job. Now, um, was McCoy fumbled, uh, then Damian Williams last week fumbled. Um, and then, uh, so, so I guess we'll see, but I, I do think Damian Williams is the guy there. He's, uh, he's, he's proven to be, um, the guy that Andy Reed seems to trust right now. Um, Sean McCoy was a healthy scratch last week. So that tells me right there that, uh, I mean, he, he wasn't even, he didn't even dress. So to me, he's, he's not, a, not much of a threat. And I think Damian Williams, uh, out of the rest of the backs that are theirs is the most talented. So, um, I, 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 feel semi-comfortable using him. Um, the chargers are pretty good against the run though. So I'm, I'm leaving him as a yellow light, my red lights start with Mike Williams, um, again, Kansas City good against posing wide receivers. If the uh, passing volume is going to go up, I think that's going to favor Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen more than Mike Williams. I do like Mike Williams. I just don't know that this is the week that I would feel comfortable playing him. Um, Nicole Hardman is another guy and Sammy Watkins. Those guys are both red lights for me too. Chargers are really good against wide receivers. The only reason why uh, Tyree Kill is a green light is because I, I, you know, he he and Mahomes have such chemistry. All he needs is one big touchdown catch, and he's been getting that, um, and he's also been getting targeted um, an awful lot. I, I, you know, he, he's the exception to this rule. I think the other guys here are going to struggle to see targets uh, with uh, Hardman and Watkins, so um, I, I, I wouldn't start those guys if I didn't have to. So, John, what do you think? This is our last game. What do you think about uh, about the Chiefs and the Chargers here?
1: I love Gordon as green light. I think uh he come back with fresh legs ready to go this year and he's proven they give him the they're giving him the red zone carries, which he wasn't, you know, used to being a red zone guy. He uh you know, but he's he's killing it this last he's killing it now. Keenan Allen I think he's gonna be he's gonna this is gonna be in a week so you you'll be regretting not starting Keenan Allen. I think he's pretty close to a green light for me. Uh, like you said, he's getting all the targets. Uh he just hasn't the he hasn't been able to produce after the targets last couple of weeks, but uh, he's due, he's due for a, a touchdown. Uh, how do you call it, positive regression game? You know it, this is. Uh, I think this is gonna be the Keenan Allen game this week. Uh, you know, like you said, a lot of points will be scored in this game. It'll be a Keenan Allen show, I think. But uh, you know, you got to keep him as the light because they they haven't been producing that much lately. But uh, other than that, you know that's why they call you James the Brain because you you know it all, brother.
0: Oh man, I do not know it all. I could tell you that much. But uh, after a week. Where the Cleveland Browns win a football game and all we could talk about is Miles Miles Garrett swinging a helmet at Mason Rudolph. I am happy to have the distraction of of recording this podcast and doing this with you, brother. So thank you so much. And uh, thank you to the listeners. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, Make sure that you tune in to all the episodes. We're on Monday through Friday. We've got new episodes dropping. So make sure you listen. Actually, I'm sorry. It's Tuesday through Saturday. We have new episodes dropping. So make sure you listen to all those. um, And uh, give us a rate and review also if you can. We appreciate y'all. And, John, what do they say now?
1: They say to stay sexy and super flexy. Um, Thanks for listening.